Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, friends. Um, that's capital F and little f and all the fonts that you can find. Um, first word, when, when, we, when Andy and I first started coming here a long time ago, prior to electricity and indoor plumbing, um, used to say in the bulletin, first word, three to five minutes, people in the congregation or people in the meeting would take three to five minutes to talk about something on their spiritual journey. And then for a long time, up until almost this week, it, it didn't say that, it just said first word, somebody in the meeting will, will talk. Uh, and now it says, again, uh, friends take three to five minutes to tell us what they've been noticing about God's activity, used to say about something along our spiritual journey. So in the 20 years that we've been coming here, I don't think I've ever heard anybody limit it to three to five minutes. So <clears throat> I use that as my excuse. So please bear with me. And, and that's B-E-A-R. As, as open and as firming as we are, there are some quirkiness that we don't agree with. So... Um, so the story goes, um, a CNN reporter who was stationed in the Middle East had heard about an elderly Jewish gentleman who for over 60 years had been going every day to the Wailing Wall and praying, 60 years without fail. And so he tracked him down, and as he noticed him walking away from the Wailing Wall, having put his prayer in the crack, he stopped him and he said, um, sir, my name is Bill McGuire. I'm with CNN, and uh, I heard that you have come to the Wailing Wall and prayed every day for 60 years. And the old man said, that's right, I have. And he said, without fail, he goes, every day, 60 years. He goes, well, what have you prayed for? He goes, I've, I've prayed for peace in the Middle East. I've prayed that my grandchildren would be able to play with Palestinian grandchildren without fear. I've prayed that world leaders would come to their senses and think about peace. And the CNN reporter said, well, how's that working out for you? And he goes, it's like talking to a friggin' wall. <laughs> <clears throat> So I, I grew up in a praying family and a, and a praying church, lots and lots of praying, prayer meetings and uh, prayer before meals and prayer before we went off to school and uh, prayers in restaurants. Any of you who grew up in a fundamentalist home knew that, you know, it was tantamount to heresy if you didn't pray in a restaurant, you know, but as a kid, you were a little nervous. So then my parents came up with this idea, what, what amount of money should, should a meal cost before you didn't have to pray. If it was under, we came up with it was under $3, you didn't have to pray. Or, 
Or my mom would say, well, let's all scratch our eyebrows now. <laughs> so. And when Annie and I were first uh, dating, I was in seminary. I, I know, God had a sense of humor. Uh, and, and because uh, I was in seminary, I was always invited to pray at their house when we had dinner. And of course, I, I used it as a bludgeon. Uh, instead of just thanking God for their family or the food, I usually tried to get in all of Calvin's five points, including uh, you know, un, unlimited atonement and, and uh, total depravity, original sin. I got that all in before thanking them for the tomato aspic. So I, I did pray a lot. Uh, but sometimes I wonder if I'm the only one whose prayers or vague attempted prayers now are just not sufficient or efficient enough. Uh, I mean, everybody else sounds great. You know, when I hear uh, an answer to prayer, I, I'm, I'm relieved, I'm, I'm amazed, I'm uh, grateful, I'm envious. You, you know, it, it, in the New Testament, it says the, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And so, you know, now I think, well, was my prayer fervent enough? Or, I know I'm not righteous enough. <laughs> And, and nobody says availeth anymore. So, and even sitting in silence is trying to go into deeper in prayer. I, I have to kind of overcome the, uh, um, the chorus of cicadas uh, dancing on my eardrum known as tinnitus. So I, it becomes more and more difficult as my life has gone on to, to think about prayer as it's there in my life, but, but I get distracted. So... Do I believe in prayer? Yeah, I, I, I do. Uh, but I think I've, I've kind of come down from that high of praying about everything to barring from Annie Lamott that my prayers are help and thank you. And then I added, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and and uh, that's, that's kind of where I have traveled to at this point. So back to my story. Um, people began placing their prayers in the form of, of little scraps of paper in the cracks of the wailing wall goes back to the early 18th century and continues to this day. It was kind of a tangible, physical presence uh, to a form of prayer rather than floating these words up into the ether. So now I'm kind of sidling off on a tangent now. Um, I, I look at this wooden structure we have on our wall here, the cross. Uh, growing up in a, a southern, non-denominational, independent, Bible-believing non-denominational church, the cross symbol was just a little too Catholic-y for us. You know, we, we didn't have church uh, crosses. And, and, and then I always think we have to remember that the cross was, was a, uh, a grotesque form of torture and death during, uh, whether we like it or not, uh, not only Jesus and the two thieves, but thousands of, of people were put to death on the cross, tortured and put to death on crosses during the Roman time. So um, there's not a lot of originality with that symbol. We've taken that. Uh, the one, but there is one time in recorded history that there was an open tomb and, and, an, and an empty tomb. So maybe that should be our symbol, although jewelers might have a bit of an artistic issue with that. But, uh, so I propose that we use this structure as kind of our wailing wall, um, if it doesn't tick off the stewards or the cleaning staff. So... Now, sometimes when I feel like uh, an unanswered prayer or just not sure of it, uh, perhaps we can take this.
And I invite other people to try that. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.